calling all the cannabishes. Welcome to High Tea. High Tea is a high vibe podcast for women who also smoke weed. This is a thoughtful and blunt exploration of pot and its magic, the role it has in the lives and processes of cool and creative people everywhere, and an evolving cannabis culture that we're seeing happen before our very eyes. We're going to talk to some of the most interesting names in and out of the industry, sharing stories, trying shit first, and connecting women all around the world who use cannabis creatively. Hello, Jen. Hi, Michelle. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm good, feeling good, good, good today. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. God, I just said that I wasn't going to sing on the podcast You today. did just say that. That's okay. <laughs> we'll let that one go. Do you know what? This is my inner soul singing. It's just you this do is, you, girl. This is my the way I go through life. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. truly is. Yeah. Sometimes some would call it childlike. I call no, it full of wonder. You're full of you're full of life. Full of something. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Full of something. This is an episode you have wanted to do from the beginning. You've been super stoked about this. Can let's I tell think, our listeners yeah. like what's up? Let's tell no, them what's going on. No, I wanted to do this episode first. I think. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and then we just had ideas, ideas, ideas. And I think the connection that the plant has to spirit and opening spirit up in oneself. And you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Because you are definitely further along in this spiritual cannabis journey than I am. Um, I don't so know I, if I that's have how I would put question. it. No? Okay, so here what, here's what I, here's how I'm going to You've just done up. more research. Well, okay. I mean, I a long time ago, read a book called Breaking Open the Head by a man named Daniel Pinchbeck, who like, dream guest, putting it into the universe. (laughs) You're coming on next, Daniel. We got you. you. Coming at you. Um, But it it was an incredible journey. It was this man's own personal spiritual quest to understand life and our role in the universe Mm -hmm. through the use of psychedelics. And he starts plant-based, right? And he's trying a boga and ayahuasca and mushrooms and cannabis and then he moves into man-made and Mm. LSD and goes into a bit of like a musical like history like lesson which is very interesting um yeah because all that psychedelic you know and the music went hand in hand and then he ends on DMT what's DMT oh man DMT is a hormonal psychoactive. Um, It's released from your pineal gland, uh, which is thought to be your third eye. Um, So it occurs naturally in the body. It is a naturally occurring hormone in the body. It's been made illegal as has the cannabis plant, you know, until now and many other plants, which is highly interesting. How do you make something illegal that the body naturally produces? But here's why. It is secreted throughout life in small quantities, like in extreme moments of joy and happiness, Mm, apparently, mm -hmm. but in mass quantities at two times in our life. And like Daniel Pinchback, fucking correct me if I'm wrong, (laughs) at the point that your gender is determined in the womb oh, and at your point of death. Whoa. So tell me what the fuck DMT is does for us it must be doing something so when you actually take it as a drug which this guy did he uh had incredible like you know straight to the stratosphere you know visions of us being organic beings in like a digital alien like world I know I sound crazy right now but 
So the book's a really natural, interesting progression because he mm-hmm. starts plants, he goes man-made, he ends up with what the body, you know, naturally has. Produces. Yeah, the wisdom it has naturally occurring. And honestly, that book changed my theology okay. and, and, and the way I sort of considered us and our role in the grand scheme of things and energy. And I won't get into it now because it's fucking loopy, but <laughs> it, 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 it did. It was the first book I ever took mad notes on. Yeah. So I was in the park last summer. And I met a shaman. I was dancing in the drum circle. Like my hips were moving involuntarily. Mm-hmm. And this man came over to me and it turned out he was a shaman. Okay. Apparently. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so we had a shamanic date or whatever where like I met him later and I pretended I was a tree and this whole thing happened. But whatever. <laughs> During <laughs> like, yeah, this whole thing happened. Yada, yada, yada. No, but <laughs> jokes. <laughs> jokes. But during that exchange he asked me if I'd ever used cannabis shamanically like Mm -hmm. as ritual Mm -hmm. in ceremony and I had never considered it before okay and I think it was since then it was probably that compare you know compiled with the Daniel Pinch book breaking open the head book that made me go yes this this is this is something real this is something that's happening you know one of the goddesses back on the Egyptian walls, the goddess Sashat mm-hmm. has a cannabis leaf above her head. Amazing. Okay. I didn't know that. Yes. I mean, every shaman, every female healer in every tribe, indigenous tribe around the world has found cannabis, mm-hmm. has used cannabis if they in can find it. Way. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like th- throughout history, beyond before history was even recorded, people were using this plant. So mm-hmm. there is something to this. And even back then, it was used medicinally as well as spiritually. Mm-hmm. So if there's a plant, a, sh- a cannabis plant above my head connecting <laughs> me to the higher source and the higher realm and illuminating something for me, it's happening today. It's, yeah. still happening. it's still happening. It might not be happening the way we hope it's happening, though. Don't you, or do you, I should mm-hmm. say, receive messages and stuff when you consume cannabis? Because mm-hmm. for me... I, as I've said numerous times, it helps me tap into a different sort of source. Mm -hmm. It helps me lose my illusions in a lot of ways, Um, but it also allows me to source deeper insight. It allows me to sometimes have flashes of knowing that I wouldn't have had because I'm in like a different vibe or stillness. Um, It when I meditate with it, which I have done before and don't do consistently because the two seem like they do the same thing. So almost don't need to be together. Mm-hmm. But when I'm, I meditate with it, I see mad visions. Like, at, like I just see vision after vision, after vision, after vision, after vision. And I had gotten to the point where I was meditating in order to see the visions, which is like, the antithesis of meditation mm-hmm. like you yeah know, you're supposed to be clearing the mind purposeful like that <laughs> um but yeah so that's why i'm intrigued yeah. by the ritual cannabis ritual that we're signed up for mm-hmm. in two days from now yeah. that we're gonna go through we'll come um, back to that hopefully in like a bonus episode if yeah can, or yeah. like an insta stream oh yeah for something sure. like that I, but yeah i've done some research yeah 
most of the research that I've done says you need a very humble dose for meditation, if mm -hmm. at all. A lot of meditation gurus say don't use it because it clouds the aura. So those are a lot of the questions mm -hmm. that I had for the cannabis alchemist that we talked to mm -hmm. and, and the sister. Yeah. The nun. And sister Kate. The nuns. So we have two sick guests. I mean, I guess sick. Sick-ass spiritual sick guests ass today. Spiritual guests. <laughs> yeah. Sister Kate from Sisters of the Valley. Who we fell in love with at Lyft. Um, oh, we chased the nuns we down. We chased her girl. down. What are you talking I, about? <laughs> I saw the booth and literally just like was so close to tears. I, this is maybe not connected, but maybe I'm born and raised Roman Catholic. So the idea of nuns is like very strict, very harsh, um, and very conservative. So when I saw sister Kate and her coven of women, and she was so lovely and so open and she shared and a connected. little bit about her story. So connected. It really, it's a God and goddess. It really made me feel joy. I was very happy that they were joyful. She exists. I wanted to join that the nunnery exist. that weekend. I know. I was like, I'm close, in. Close Guys, I'm now. down. <laughs> All the people who are joining the nunnery now are in their like septuagenarians and octogenarians. She's like, they've had all the sex. I'm like, <laughs> she knows it. She's she knows. Right. She knows. Um, so, but, so we really wanted to like tap into these experts to go mm -hmm. on this sort of spiritual journey with them and start to understand how, um, some of the truth, I mean, or at least some of the greater wisdom or bigger knowledge mm -hmm. behind the spiritual connection between cannabis and the human body and women um, because there is one. And yes. I will have people talk at me about the fact that it works against you and that it clouds it. And I think that, you know, that is one of my questions mm -hmm. for them for sure. But we also know that it's known to increase vibrations and, and that allows for increased energy throughout the chakras and it allows for clearing throughout the seven endocrine glands. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. I think that was right. Um, and that it does actually heighten intuition mm -hmm, and that it sure. does or at least allows you to respect that inner voice that perhaps yeah. otherwise you don't give attention to I believe that for sure when we started the podcast I talked about how cannabis allowed me to be a bit more confident and secure in who I was and I can honestly say that right now and obviously my consumption of cannabis has gone up a little bit since we started this podcast no what do you mean put on that what do you mean should it that? <laughs> oh my god I sing again again <laughs> there should be a toke game for every time newts sings I know every time Newt sings guys you have to take a puff okay take a two that's what I just said <laughs> no I'm job. reiterating it I'm no reiterating we're gonna make it. it into an insta game okay yeah you got that live stream but I will say that the bible says <laughs> that there is a plant on earth that heals every ailment there is an, an there is an antidote to everything yeah. through plants and cannabis is proving itself herself time and time again mm -hmm. to be you know the most helpful uh and the most joyful <laughs> and the most healing and um as m 
both of our guests told us today, they both believe and are living by the mantra that cannabis and CBD and women will heal the the world. And that's what's happening here. And until we spoke to them, I didn't really realize that we were kind of doing that too with our own little ranting away and puffing away. But I suppose that we are. I suppose we are. Um, And what we're trying to do is raise the vibe. And personally, I'm trying to raise it away from all the booze drinking culture out there Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to rid it of the stigma and the stank and the skank (laughs) and you know and trying to raise the vibe around you know the joy and the the gifts that cannabis is bringing to our lives which are Mm -hmm. which are many but they're not all it is it doesn't exist without a negative as anything on earth it doesn't exist without a dark side it doesn't exist without potential abuse and stuff, which is kind of what I was questioning. Yeah. You know, because you get into it and you consider it and you start to realize that, you know, if you connect with cannabis as a spiritual aid, Mm -hmm. at what point do you start to rely on it? At what point do you start to, at least for yourself and your own mental habits, believe that you need it in order to achieve a Mm -hmm. high vibe Mm -hmm. state? Um, And as, you know, as I asked Scarlet Raven, you know, everyone says that you match the vibe of the plant, that smoking the cannabis allows your body to match the vibrational energy and energy filled of the plant. But that's, that's what it is, is you're taking it in, right? And I think regardless of how you consume it, that's the case. So you're building, we're speaking about cord cutting, you're building an, you know, energetic cords between you and a plant Mm -hmm. and between you and plant medicine. But what I have done and what I've adopted from Sister Kate Mm -hmm. and from Scarlet Raven Mm -hmm. is this notion of intention. And I'm trying to apply that to everything that I'm I'm doing, either be in stillness or be in intention or be acting with intention. So make it more of a ritual every time you smoke by setting an intention. I'm not necessarily talking about smoking. I'm talking about life. Just in general. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Either be acting with intention or being still. And you've already seen today, neither of those things happening. (laughs) (laughs) But I think in general, like you're saying, like if people can set an an intention in general in their life, it's a goal. You're setting the stage for where you want to be. You're also controlling the energy. Yeah. Right. So what I've come to learn is that, you know, the universe responds to the energy and where you put it. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. whatever you're thinking about, yeah. that's where the atten- like intention flows, where attention goes or yes. whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, so I shouldn't have done that deep dive on my ex-boyfriend's Instagram account for half an hour. <laughs> probably not. I'm glad you own that one, though. <laughs> own that for the girls. Um, we all do it. But the, it, it's true. And that's that's why they say the universe doesn't understand negatives. So we went to a cannabis who I thought was a cannabis shaman, but she's a cannabis alchemist. Yeah. And she's interested in the transmutation of energy through cannabis and cannabis healing and ceremony and ritual. Her name is Scarlet Raven. She's a best-selling author of two books about cannabis and the spiritual journey. So listen up. Scarlet Raven. Yeah. Hi, it's Jen and Michelle from High Tea. How are you? Good. How are you ladies doing? We're great, thanks. Can you hear us okay? I can. 
Okay, great. Perfect. Because we're calling you from Gmail, which you can do. <laughs> this is my first time. Oh. <laughs> your, first, your first Gmail. I'm glad we could, glad we could be of service. <laughs> um, so, Scarlett, I really don't know even what a shaman is. So can you explain what a shaman is and then can you also, and then kind of how cannabis ties into what you do? My explanation of what a shaman is is just coming from my life experience and perception. It may not be universal, okay. uh, but my definition is a shaman would be somebody who has a connection in the spirit realm and has a mission of serving their people or their community in this life. So someone that you could go see, I mean, like the Western equivalent would be a doctor, but not just a physical doctor or a psychiatrist. Shamans kind of are able to incorporate the physical and the mental and the emotional and the spiritual, so it's a full facet form of healing. And then they also work on multiple layers of reality. So this dimension, the one we can see with our eyes, the dimension we can't see with our eyes, the nature spirits, the elemental spirits, the gods and goddesses, the symbolism of the animals. So all of those different symbols are tools for healing and different vibrations that they then can bring into their clients and shift their state of health. Okay, amazing. Um, so that's what I would say a shaman is. What was the other question? Um, how do you utilize cannabis in your work then? Well, tell us, start us from the top. Like, how mm -hmm. did you sort of wake up to the realization that you did possess shamanic powers? And then how did it connect to cannabis? Or was it there from the beginning? Is cannabis oh. how, how you discovered it? I personally wouldn't call myself a shaman. Um, oh, really? I would say I would. that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, if other people want to use that word, I'm fine with that. I don't personally, I mean, to me, that would be like, I, I just wouldn't, I just, I wouldn't use that word. Uh, okay. It's more of a, like, cultural respect thing. I don't feel like I have a place to use that word uh, for myself. But, um, so, I guess for me, like, how I would say that I, um, I'm a mirror for people. I have a, a certain level of spiritual awareness and awakening, and then I can bring that into my interactions with my clientele um, through in-person sessions or phone sessions or books, you know, or, or however we're going to connect. And I can reflect back different parts of awareness that may help that person shift out of their current state. If it's a physical pain or mental pain or emotional pain, um, I, I mean, everything I, I said that shamans do, I definitely utilize the elements and animal symbolism. But for a, a white girl to sit and call herself a shaman to me, there's just some incongruency there, right. you know? That's my mistake. I'm sorry. I read Alchemist and for some good. and for some reason internalized I'm it as shaman. So tell me what an well, alchemist is. Like, yeah, I mean it's all the magic, right? Alchemist. Yeah, I mean an alchemist is is so many similar qualities to the definition of a shaman. But alchemist is someone who has the ability, and if you if you use it from the basic level of understanding, like the Webster definition of someone who can take lead and transform it into gold, and then you overlay that symbolism into a human and things that we're trying to overcome in our life, like a negative pattern or something, if there's an instance in our life that we're viewing as 
detrimental or tragic or painful, an alchemist has the ability to transmute that energy that may feel like it's negative or hindering someone's growth and transform that into something that's actually like medicine or helpful or promotes growth. So it's the, it's the transformation of one energy into another energy. Um, and, the, you know, the intention can come from the person or the client or whatever, however they want to shift or change. That's what I would say an alchemist is. I would, I would call myself an alchemist all day, for sure. <laughs> I love that. I need a little transmutation of energy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Okay, so how did your connection to cannabis come about, and especially in your practice and in your work? I mean, tell us about your book, too. Uh, okay, so cannabis has been in my life before and I'm wondering can you tell us a bit more about like how you 
teach people to implement that in their life in some of these rituals and ceremony, as you said. Yeah, you're already, you're, already, mm-hmm. you're already so on point. You already, you already totally understand it. So, like, basically, when and it's applicable with or without cannabis, when we set an intention, we're directing our energy, we're directing our thoughts, our words, our actions towards having this goal be completed. And when we do that, um, while working with, like, the spirit of cannabis, we're basically getting a badass assistant to help us uh, direct this energy in a higher vibrational plane. So, um, and, and everything you said is true, though. Like, if we go in with an intention, we want to have a certain experience or we want to gain certain insight, that's awesome, and that's totally doable. And if we want to just let cannabis take us wherever we don't want to have an intention and we might have some some subconscious dumping come up where it is we're perceiving it as negative or that's also good you know so like every experience we're having Mm -hmm. is really just teaching people that there's medicine in everything anything that's coming in or out of your body is is medicine and then once we once the individual has trained themselves to do everything like that then everything is a message to help them get to that end goal. You know, so I think, like, when, when, I'm, when I'm working with clients or I'm doing specific, like, patient consultations for, to make formulations for people that have cancer or something, um, but I, I require, I only have one requirement, but the requirement is that everyone has a goal. You have a goal in mind, you, you know where you're going. Otherwise, like, you want to go on some road trip, and then you're headed off on this road trip and no destination, you're not going to have a successful road trip. But if you have a destination, then you're going to be able to stop the directions when you're lost, and then it's going to be like the route to success is doable. So as long as you have a goal in mind, every experience you have while that goal is in mind is a part of that is a part of completing that goal, whether it's positive, perceived positive or negative. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. Okay, I love that. Yeah. Um... With your book, you have on Instagram that it was a bestseller. Were you surprised at the reaction? Have you been, or do you feel like it's just kind of rolling with where cannabis is going? I mean, people are obviously waking up. There's a mass awakening happening around cannabis and more. And obviously people say ascension and and all that kind of thing. Like vibes are changing. Um, Cannabis is obviously fueling that in people, in your opinion. So mm-hmm. is, is that, I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're on a shamanic message in terms of spreading the word. Mm-hmm. But has, like, has it really changed? Yeah. Do you feel the change? Like, has it been changing over the past, like, five, ten years? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I think it's, I mean, I'm feeling shifts happen by the week. I agree. Mm, okay. Like, people waking up, you know, on the speed, especially you ladies, like, you're, if you're active, um, you are active in the cannabis industry, and you're doing these interviews and stuff, you're going to get a front row seat at how quickly people are opening, I mean, I got people from, like, the Air Force and Army reaching out to me, DMing me on IG, asking if, if I can help them, you know, and I think there's, there's going to be more, to me, it's like, the, the, the more the stigma drops, the higher the availability comes to the general public. So a lot of the work that I'm doing with my brand and White Box is just really promoting, like, I'm a badass, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm very successful, I have international best-selling books out there. I smoke three to four joints a day every day. You know, so, like, in the past, if if you were to say that 10 years ago, you'd be like, oh, that chick's a stoner, you know, and... And 
she's probably lazy and she probably eats cookies and shit all day. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm just so highly powered in my mind that if I don't smoke three to four joints a day, I probably would work like 18 hours a day and I need to chill a little bit. So for me, it's, it's, it's a medicine that kind of balances me out so I'm not too fiery and not too ambitious because <laughs> yeah. I can get a little crazy in oh. that world. So it's my medicine to kind of... <laughs> some people have that so, well you it allows you to rebalance right yeah what's that i said it lets you rebalance yes it's yeah. my it's my chill medicine <laughs> well so that's interesting that you say that because i've been reading that what happens when you smoke cannabis is that you become energetically a vibrational match with the plant that you're smoking you know it's similar mm-hmm. to like if you eat meat and it was mm-hmm. killed, you know, in an inhumane way, like you would take that on, right? Yeah. So, but so mm-hmm. on that theory, that has me thinking, like, well, that can obviously lift your vibrational frequency or lower your vibrational frequency depending on where you're at, right? As mm-hmm. you said, like you're using it to mm-hmm. lower, and some people are obviously using it to lift. Um, I guess my question mm-hmm. was like. About that, do you think that, like, obviously plants are, what, like, the fourth, third and fourth dimension and all that stuff, do you think that as, like, humankind wakes up and we're all on this vibrational ascension, if there's any point in time that the plant vibrating at whatever stage it's at would slow down human spiritual growth? Or does it always act as an elixir, like an, uh, you know, an alchemy with us that helps us open and lift regardless of where we're at? That's such a dope question. It's so cool. Uh, <laughs> it's, so, it's really good. Thanks. That's a really good one. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now, like, in my own life. Uh, my answer, which is just my answer, I operate from the place where... I take full responsibility for everything in my reality. Everything around me and connected to me and whatever I'm perceiving is happening to me, I created. So if I'm partaking and having a smoke and working with the spirit of cannabis, the wherever vibration that takes me is, is something I directed. And then I think there's also... There's that is like, to me, that would be like 90% of my experience. I think it's a super great answer because I think it's a, it's such a, it's going to be such a spectrum of different answers from so many different people because it's all personal based. But I would say 90% of the time I'm directing the experiences. And then I would say there's like 10% of the time where something similar to like a miracle where something bigger than me is coming through and utilizing the spirit of cannabis to give me a vision or show me a message or direct me in a new direction, or it's the spirit of cannabis itself that's showing up and and becoming stronger than my own personal will or intentions. And I do think that that occurs 10, 15% of the time in in most people's lives where there's something otherworldly that is stronger and greater than us. Yeah. Um, But if we're actively evolving and, you know, wishing and and willing to create our own reality to kind of manifest our own goals and do all that thing i think we really do have the power most of the time but then again there's those those other big big things and when you were saying you know what i'm doing right now is following my gut you know that to me 
is all we have to do. When we shift from having to mentally understand what's happening via like an explanation or kind of scientific um, discovery, and we actually put the we put the importance on what you said, which is I'm following my gut. I'm like, you know, you're 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 feeling things and you're going towards them. That to me, that's where all success and wisdom comes from. And and women women have that we're, we're blessed to have more in tune and more in touch with that ability. Mm-hmm. And I think that that feminine energy is the energy that the spirit of cannabis carries. And it's also what's balancing and nurturing our whole world right now is that yeah. that feminine energy is coming up higher, coming in stronger, and we're, we're dropping that whole mental game of understanding, and we're starting to step into that power of following our intuition and putting more importance and more weight and, and more financial gain on that. And it, it directly applies to the cannabis industry. It's like being someone that's been a grower and a distributor and brand creator in the cannabis industry. You know, this is my first year coming out of the closet right. and expressing that that's my life. So the other nine years of operating in that place, it was really um, pretty masculine run stuff. And the way people are succeeding, like people that are actually making it and making a good income and having their brand exceed, succeed are the people that are able to operate in that way. If they can follow their intuition and they can move forward on faith alone, they succeed. But the second you get an outsider, like a suit from New York or an investment banker that wants to succeed in the cannabis industry, and they come in with their mental, they put putting their importance on mental understanding and trying to gauge numbers and analytics, they think every time. And it's like, there's, there's something to the industry that's carried forward. Like if you want to make money in the industry and you want to succeed, it's almost a total requirement to operate in that way from your gut. Yeah, and almost spiritually. I hope there's almost like karma, like karma, mm-hmm. you know, ganja mama comes back and like <laughs> stops the people who aren't in it for <laughs> authentic, organic reasons. Oh, yeah. And motivation, right? Like we were speaking, we were speaking to Sister Kate from Sisters of the Valley, and she says cannabis and women will heal the world. And we believe that. Mm-hmm. We truly believe that in the mission that you're on. And, you know, we're on our own version of, you know, trying to tell the truth and show the way and show what's possible. And, you know, that what we, we've been told isn't the reality. Um, and it sounds like this really has become a CanFM revolution. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. And there's, like, there's confidential stuff that I can't, like, you guys about but in a really big sense there's really heavy hitters in the industry that are men that I've been working with and like me and my female crew has become the mentors to these masculine men who are trying to make it in the industry because they they're actually seeing the value of our decision making process and like using our intuition to create these different stigma ending brands and all this different stuff and it's really cool to see men becoming fully aware of that female value, and I think it's because they're submerged in the cannabis world, so they're op- they're open to it. Amazing. I mean, that is amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm not really happy surprised. to hear that. Yeah, I'm a little yeah. surprised by that in a good way. That's wonderful. 
it's a big step forward for sure yeah how long have you been doing what you're doing I should have asked you that from the beginning you said it, I, I, have, I mean I've been hustling like 15 years old yeah you know like you. selling weed and growing like little I've been my parents are hippies and I wasn't super parented so I had a lot of freedom and then my parents were smoking with me when I was 15 so we didn't have the rules of I didn't have any rules to keep it out of my life right. and it's always been a part of my life if I if I wasn't growing it I was selling it you know and then um I never worked you know an hourly wage job and I just found ways to make it that was not uh had a lot of rules and regulations just because I don't like them. I dig it. <laughs> Is your numerology five by chance? Do you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I think it's a one or an 11. I think it's, I'm not sure if that's numerology or something else. <laughs> awesome. Before, as we close, if you can shout out your kind of, your dot com, your Insta, like all that stuff, your book name so that people can find you, that would be amazing. But before we do that, if there's sort of any like last messages that you would love to like leave with our listeners, there's a lot of women, there's also a lot of men who listen, as you said, because I think they're opening up to the feminine energy and, and its potential that or maybe they're just curious <laughs> but either way like what would you any sort of wisdom you'd sort of leave behind for us yeah I would say that it would be awesome for everyone to keep in mind that there's still people locked up for cultivating and distributing this medicinal herb so to always remember that as a community um, to keep that in our awareness and to keep lobbying for laws to change to allow the people to get out and um i think that's a big part of i I had a dedication of that and the new book the next level cannabis book and i think it's important for people to remember that's still going on yeah absolutely Um, and then my uh my brand white box medicinal on ig it's white.fox.medicinals and then my personal ig is scarlet raven and raven spelled with an i and the next level cannabis, um, cannabis wisdom for our world is available on Amazon. You can just type in the title and uh, follow the medicine is on Amazon too. That's the other book. I love um, that cannabis wisdom for the world. That is that is what you're preaching, isn't what? it? <laughs> yeah, my hope, my 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 prayer would be that we all just realize how magical we are and how the universe is always helping us and always assisting us and always giving us exactly what we need. And the second that we know that and practice that on the daily, the second we're just living in heaven on earth. Oh. So I oh. think cannabis when when we meditate, what's that? I said holla. <laughs> <laughs> If we medicate with cannabis, I mean, we enter into that. At least I do. I know my crew does. We enter into that playful, fun space where we stay lighthearted and we see the magic in the small things and we share that and we amplify that and then we support each other. Amazing. Thank you for those words. I, it's funny, like, I have been in that headspace and narrative for the last few days and it's so amazing to hear you say it so clearly and you know blessed with the power of the plant 
I'm so grateful for your time and for you sharing your wisdom and your light with us. Yeah, girl. Thanks for doing what you do. (laughs) Thank you for doing what you do. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Insta at hightea.life. Like us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Anchor. And holla at your girls at www.hightea.life.